I'm going to give a summary of uh, the instructions you have got since you came here. And this is our last dove giving guided meditation. And after that, you will get personalized instruction. <laughs> yes, so really we have covered a lot of ground, but if you look at the teaching, this instruction keeps on unfolding. It's not conflicting. It's actually points to the unfolding of your experience in meditation. So you've got instruction on the body, mindfulness of the body, feelings, intentions, thoughts, emotions, all that is part of our experience, day-to-day experience. And it will be very interesting to investigate our experience. And as a reminder, I would like you to keep the instructions very simple. Keep it very simple. In the very beginning, Joseph mentioned, um, I think demonstrated when you move the hand like this, you know effortless, effortlessly. So basically, let's say if you are watching the breath, you breathe in and you know that you are breathing. So the, the body is breathing and your mind knows that that you are breathing. So it's very simple instruction. Don't complicate them. And we are used to that, <laughs> complicating things, even simple things like that. So settle back in the present moment. You can begin with hearing. Sometimes there is internal sounds or external sounds. So that really broadens your awareness to what's happening in the environment. Sometimes there's white sound. See if you can tune in that, tune into that sound. Just be aware of hearing. We begin with hearing sounds because they point to the, the natural quality of mindfulness. The object of sound appears and you're present. You don't have to make sound come or go, but you can be present. So that provides the foundations of what you are going to do with mind and body processes. Then you come to the breath. The breath arises and you are present. You don't have to make the breath longer or shorter. Some meditators have a tendency to elongate the breath so that they can feel the breath. But it's not necessary. Fast is even tiring to try to control, to manipulate the breath. So just breathe as natural as possible. 
then what are the sensations that uh, arises when you are breathing in? Sometimes there's warmth. If let's say you are focusing your mind at the nostrils, sometimes there's touch sensations. Sometimes there's warmth, coldness, movement. Simply be aware of that. Sometimes it's pleasant, sometimes neutral. See if you can be aware of that feeling. Again, those are the instructions you've got already about mindfulness of feelings. As we observe the breath, sometimes thoughts arise. Maybe the mind starts wonder, wondering. So you become mindful of thinking. You may make a mental note, soft mental note, thinking or wondering. If you have future thoughts, then planning. If it's the past, then remembering. So, that's mindfulness of thoughts. There's no problem in mindfulness of thinking. The problem is getting caught up in thoughts. So again, you've got already the instruction about <coughs> dealing with thoughts. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Sometimes it might be helpful to go behind what's the thoughts. Maybe it's desire. Maybe it's aversion. Maybe it's fear. Again, you become mindful of the emotion behind the thoughts. Once again, you have already got the instruction about mindfulness of emotions. So you don't push away the emotion, you don't indulge in it, you don't ignore it. But you simply know the presence, whether it's present or absent. You investigate it, whether it's rising, passing away, or staying the same, and let it go. Again, you come back to the breath, again as a foundation. You come back to the body with the gentleness, gentleness and compassion. You reestablish mindfulness with the breath. With the breath. Sometimes a physical sensation arises that takes our awareness away from the breath, so we become aware of that sensation. This is painful sensation, so we become aware of pain, 
pain, pain. What happens to the pain when you focus your awareness to it? Is there tingling? Is there throbbing, stabbing, hammering? Again, you've got the instruction about how to deal with pain. You investigate. Is it increasing, decreasing, or staying the same? Then you come back to the body, you come to the body. Then again you can reconnect with the breath. Remembering the principle of meditation, insight meditation, is to be aware of whatever is arising in the present moment, whenever it becomes prominent. In the very beginning of your meditation, you have to be on top of that. But as you continue with your meditation, sometimes the mind can free, freely choose the objects. Once you become proficient in doing this, at the very beginning it's very important to follow this principle. Be aware of whatever is arising in the present moment, whenever it becomes prominent, whenever the mind state becomes prominent, you become aware of it. And once it subsides, you can always go back to your primary object. Maybe it's hindrance, maybe it's a sloth and torpor. Again, you've got instructions about working with hindrances. They hinder concentration, wisdom. Be mindful of sleep, sloth and torpor. You may, you may want to make a mental note, sleepiness, dullness. How does it affect your mind? Is it foggy? What happens to that fogginess? Is it increasing or decreasing as you not sleepiness or fogginess? How does it feel in the body? Is it slouching? Is it heavy? And it's a quiet investigation to find out the effects of sleepiness on the body and mind. Continue with the investigation into the impermanence nature of that experience. Is sleepiness increasing or decreasing or staying the same? No need to personalize the experience. Sleepiness is another rising state of mind. Sleepiness is not I, it's not mine, it's not self. 
for your investigation, you find out that sleeping has come to do to, due to cause and conditions. got instruction about intentions you, you don't want to really make your intention to breathe in and out you get restlessness but if you have pain and you need to shift or release the posture you can be aware of your intention to shift. Intention to shift. And then you can shift your posture. But of course, if you can catch the intention to breathe, that's fine. No problem. Sometimes as we meditate, we might experience a lot of sleepiness, sinking mind, cannot watch the breath, there's no energy. See if you can arouse the energy, wise energy, by boosting up your energy and introduce more touch points. Again, you have got to the instruction on that. The touch points are those contacts you have with the cushion. Left ankle, right ankle, left knee, right knee, the left hand, right hand, whatever the touch points. See if you can include it in your field of awareness. Let's say breathing in, touching, touching, touching. Breathe out. Or rise and before the abdomen. Then rising, falling, touching, touching, touching. So that will motivate, activate your mind. We also you can include this sitting the awareness of the whole body sitting. That's called maintenance of sitting. But also, when you have sleepiness and sinking mind, it helps you to broaden your awareness. And you become aware of the tension of the body as you're, senti as you're sitting. Sometimes maybe there's restlessness and worry. Again, be aware of restlessness. Is it, is it uh, rising? Is it passing away? 
if the mind is very restless and the body is also very restless, you might want to investigate how it's affecting your body. The tension, the tightness in the chest, wherever the restlessness is localized. Again, you can note what's behind this restlessness. Maybe it's thinking, thinking just about everything under the earth. Just then not thinking, thinking. And then you can even go beyond that. What's behind this thinking? It might be desire, aversion. Then you become aware of desire. And if the mind is overreactive, you may want to practice choiceless awareness, undirected awareness. Again, you know the instruction already. You just reflect on your mind as a big sky, blue sky, and you allow your experience to pass through like clouds. So you don't choose the object, you just observe, feel what's going on. When it passes away, you can always come back to the breath. You, the instructions about this is the body. You can always come to that experience. Oh, this is the body. And the, in that field of awareness, you allow everything to happen without struggling, without indulging, without ignoring any experience. This is the body. can extend the same thing. This the this the feeling. This is the mind state. This is mind objects. So you allow your awareness to zoom in and zoom out. Zoom in to the experience. Also you can zoom out to include everything. So, and that comes due to your experience in meditation. We give the instructions as the pointer, but the reality is your experience, to know when to apply them, what time to apply them, and which kind of instruction is suitable to this particular experience.
beings be liberated. Thank you for your practice. I've tried my best to really summarize all the instructions that you've got so far. And I mapped it out on a map here, <laughs> just in case <laughs> I don't miss out anything. But if there's anything that I missed, we can address it. But it's all there <laughs> on a meditation flowchart. <laughs> just to sound more American. <laughs> okay, don't worry about it. So now this announcement, uh, Alex uh, today is going to conduct interviews from 9.15 to 10.15, so you can sign up there. So there will be paper there to sign up for the interviews. So, do you have any question? Please be very precise. <laughs> so, to the point. <laughs> if there's any story around your question, uh, please you can go to the teacher. You have more time, 15 minutes. But for me, I have 15 minutes to all of you. <laughs> so, not enough time to go around the story. In other words, that's the message. So, go ahead, go ahead and ask. All right. Why is it important to name of the, all the sensations? Is it not sufficient just to observe them? Ah, that's a very good question. Why is it important to name all the sensations? Is it not enough to just observe, observe them? Ah, this is a very interesting question I asked Joseph in 1999. <laughs> I'm impressed that the story, this question is still around. <laughs> One day I was meditating, I went there in the forest, and I had these seeds. Those days they used to allow us to feed birds with the seeds. I went there with my seeds, and I saw birds, birds landing in my hand. I was so happy. I was so present. I didn't have to not seeing, 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 seeing. No. I came to the interview, I said, okay, now I've got him now. Why are you telling me to not sing? I'm seeing already. <laughs> it's redundant. <laughs> so he gave me a very good answer, he's a very skillful teacher, skillful teacher. And actually, this, you call it naming, actually it's mentally noting. It's the, the function of mindfulness is strong perception. According to Abhidhamma, strong perception. If you have a strong perception of what is happening, actually you are on top of it. Otherwise, you are going to have what I call low-grade awareness, the, the kind of awareness we have in our daily life, and we don't learn to the experience. So this is actually very helpful. Very, very helpful. And uh, I remember the instruction was, like, you use 98%. This is just a, a kind of a, a, a guess. Uh, just 98% to be your direct experience and 2% 
to be that wise energy that you need to uh, apply when there's something happening. This is for training purposes. After you, your mindfulness is continuous, your energy is flowing and all that, you don't have to make a mental note. It will slow you down. It's like when you learn swimming, you need the floater, especially me. We in Africa, I don't know, for some reason, we sink like a rock <laughs> in water. I used to admire these Westerners that you go to New Delhi in a swimming pool. They are reading a, a, a novel. That <laughs> I said, how can they do it? I would just watch in a shock and a hotel. They're just floating and without a float. And they're just reading a novel and the novel wasn't getting wet. For me, I went to the university. I went to the swimming pool like an iron rod <laughs> down like this. Now, I got to learn that actually you can use a floater. So you use a floater really to stay afloat. And you learn swimming. <laughs> but once you learn swimming, you don't have to stay with the floater all the time. In fact, when you go to Olympics and you say, okay, this is my floater. <laughs> Here I am, it helped me to swim. <laughs> Let's go. One, two, three, go you will not to win the Olympics. <laughs> a mental note, naming or labeling is for training purposes. I, in fact, one time I was in Burma for two months. I was, my practicing was going on very well as a monk. And then I said, I have to go to ask Upandita because that time I asked Joseph. But this time I said, okay, let me go to Sado Upandita who is a pro proponent for this. I told him, Sado, I can see everything, every single thing I can see clearly without noting. You know what he said? No, leave the mental note. I felt so liberated. Not in the sense of enlightenment, but I felt that actually now I've got this uh, instruction from somebody who is not to note because I was training with Banteji also for eight years who discourages noting. I'm sure you're from Brazil and you practice with Banteji also. So this was a conflicting instruction, actually, from Banteji, who's also a, a wonderful teacher, and Sado Pandita. So I was in a problem. What can I do? I found out, oh, yes, from my experience, mental noting was working. So like those airplanes, when an airplane is in a parking lot, it, it needs some help to get out of the parking lot. But once it's on the runway, that tractor cannot get in the uh, If it gets in the way, there will be a problem. <laughs> so remember, not, just not as a training um, device. And sometimes you don't need it. Sometimes the mind is so congealed eh, and you need a little bit of push, that energy, just to start. That's what, I call, that's what we call initial effort. There's also sustained uh, sustain effort and also there's non-stop effort. So when you are in a range of sustained effort, maybe you just don't need that, you don't need that heavy mental note. You just need maybe to check in once a while, right? Because you can disturb your meditation if it's flowing very well and you're noting, seeing, touching, you'll stop the, the, the flow, you're, you're going to disturb it. So there's more of that. The sutta, there's even a sutta the Buddha talked about if uh, uh, you are planting, uh, like uh, when there's plants in the field and the cows are going th through the plants, you have to be careful to jab them, you know, so that they don't eat the plants. 
But once the plants are harvested, so you can sit back and relax and see. Uh, just watch. So in modern example, when you're driving in potholes and uh, children are crossing, you need to be mindful and slow down. Or you need to apply a lot of energy in the beginning. You know, once you're on a highway, freeway, autobahn, you just put a, a cruise button. <laughs> right? If you slow down on autobahn or on the highway, you are going to cause an accident for yourself and others. So I've given you so many analogies and examples from Buddha's teaching to modern life. So I hope you figure it out. Anyway, finally, <laughs> scientific studies. Scientific studies. I'm sorry to go on and on because this is a big problem to meditators. Scientific studies are there right now. They found out that this is science. People who had strong emotions like anxiety, fear, anger, those who actually noted it, like fear, they were actually, um, we are able to work with these strong emotions. They subsided. Those who just, oh, sat there without noting, they were unable to actually overcome these mental states. So this is scientific proof already. So use it. Thank you very much. He, the instructions to not at the beginning, but when I went, like after a month, I, I, I felt disturbed whenever I meant, uh, like I had calmness and all that, and then I say, you know, Sayado, now um, everything I'm seeing clearly. And he told me to stop making mental not. He just said, okay, be aware, simply be aware, without introducing that mental not. Yeah, because it depends also heaviness. If it's too heavy, eh, then actually it can kind of uh, disturb your practice. So in other words, you use still the energy, but it's not like it's like a flowing energy, uh, like wise energy, without really introducing that perception of the mental note. He told me to stop. Not everybody. As I, uh, I, you are going to see in your practice, when you go to the teacher, might tell you something which d didn't come up during this general instruction because this is where you are at your practice. We can tell where you are at your practice that mental note can disturb your practice. And so, okay, drop it for a while and see. But in your practice, you can really feel is everything going on very well smoothly without naming or anger or whatever. Or it's actually really, I cannot get hold of this. Maybe I need to be just on top of it. Yes. That's what the Sado told me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, uh, sorry, the other question I have is I was lost in a train of thought hmm. and then I s woke up to that and I said, thinking, thinking. Hmm. Then I thought, wait, I think what's actually happening is recognition. Hmm. So I'm wondering if the note needs to be applied to exactly what's happening right at the exact moment because I was kind of thinking that I was labeling what was happening, but I was really labeling what is happening. I don't know if that came out clear. Yeah, he's saying that he had thinking and uh, was th was thinking going on, and then once he labeled, he labeled it thinking, then he found out actually he was actually uh, with the recognition of the, th the thinking itself. And also you went even to find out uh, re uh, n n being aware of what's causing the thoughts. Is that what you're asking? I'm wondering if I need 
Okay, then he asking, I'm wondering whether uh, I need to label recognition or, I mean, what's happening at the present moment or something else? Yeah, if I label that I was lost oh. or if I label that I woke up, something, sorry. <laughs> okay, I think this will come with your teacher, but let me try my best because if we are caught up in a story, I don't know how to answer your question precisely. That's why I need to answer your question precisely. Anyway, in respect of what's happening, try to note what's happening because um, mindfulness, also the note has to be with mindfulness and effort. So it has to be noting what's happening, happening in a present moment, right? In a present moment, this is uh, thinking, right? So don't get lost in a, pro uh, in, in a story like, uh, or thinking chocolate, then you not chocolate. Chocolate. No, this is not important. <laughs> Noting chocolate is not important. What's very important is with the process of your thought, the process, what's happening, eh? other than the content. Okay. Uh, but if there's a strong emotion ar arises around chocolate, you can say desire. That's okay. I hope I answered your question. If not, please forgive me. <laughs> but we'll sort it out when you come with the teacher, then we find out. But this is exactly what a, a mental note is all about, is just noting what's happening. J just allow you to be closer to the experience so that you land to the experience. That's the importance of it. The rest, uh, if it's recognition, and that's what you think, oh, this is recognition. Yes, just not recognition. But you don't want to go into the area of the content, okay, uh, then the object, okay, this is chocolate, this is a, a pizza, this is this. No, just not uh, testing, testing, testing. Because that's what, that's your experience, that's what, what's going on, is testing. Even with hearing, when you, let's say I ring a bell, the key is to not hearing. Not bell, 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 bell. No. <laughs> because that's your actual experience is, is hearing. I mean, it could also, you, you can also bring noting thinking. Because what you are doing is actually thinking of a bell and hearing a sound. And don't confuse the two. Because people confuse the, confuse, the, confuse the two. That's called distorted perception. <laughs> you are not hearing a bell. You're thinking of a bell, and you're hearing a sound. That's your homework. <laughs> Thank you very much for your practice. You can bring awareness to both, actually. <laughs> thinking of a bell and <laughs> hearing sound. <laughs> Don't like this. Don't do that. Of course, mindfulness will... Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.